Hi, welcome to Hackerman Bad Tenacity Good. I'm Steve. That's Jason hosting an episode today where we're going to talk about um, short-sightedness, pros, cons, mostly cons maybe, uh, a bit of context around cyber insurance. Maybe it's useful. Maybe it's actually getting in the way of what you guys are trying to get done from a cybersecurity perspective. This is Hackerman Bad. We're a weekly cybersecurity podcast. And cyber insurance, is it part of the package, Jason? You bought this stuff. Actually, that's before. a good question. Like, how could it be negative to your cybersecurity posture? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that, or you know, whatever you just said there. I've got an um, idea, but you bought it before, uh, so you had an idea in your head when you've purchased. Listen, man, it's insurance. It's all bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it's not bullshit. It's not bullshit necessarily, but it's like you know, okay, it's auto insurance, it's home insurance, it's your. You don't ever want to. To have to pay the the um, the, the deductible on your inside on your breach insurance—it's it's just not. I bet you hope you never win. It's a bet you want to lose every time. Right. It's almost like I hope I never have to pay the deductible on my car. Right? I don't ever want to get into an accident. I don't ever want to have hail damage on my house. I don't ever want to have my data breach. Um, but if it happens, it can bank. I mean, a, a data breach could bankrupt you. Yeah, depending on the so, size of your organization. So it's important to have in those scenarios. And let's think about that too. Uh, I'm going to get a fight to the insurance world here, but let's think about it from a standpoint of like, what, what would I buy cyber insurance for? Right. So there's a breach that's happened, but really like you're covering loss of revenue because your business is interrupted. So you're not solving the problem for your, whatever problem your company solves for the world, you cease to solve that problem because you've, you've stopped operations or, yeah. Potentially, uh, you've definitely taken a hit to your brand. Um, yeah, although the brand thing to me is the biggest one. Yeah, um, and it's hard to quantify. But then also, uh, you know, there's just a you might have to pay a, a ransom. You might have to do all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, and insurance is supposed to cover it, but what it doesn't do is you like the auto insurance example. Uh, this was on a cool Ted talk the other day too. Um, was, uh, that's an old fashioned thing to say. <laughs> this was on a, Ted talk? Talk. Not um, a cool Ted talk. God, yeah, see, that was, was so 2011. Uh, yeah. This is, that's an 11 year old <laughs> reference right there. Um, <laughs> auto insurance doesn't actually protect you from a collision, you know? And I know as a Tesla driver, it protects you from the ramifications of a ramifications of a collision, just yeah, like well, breach insurance. <laughs> protects you the from financial some of the ram, ram some of the ramifications of it of a data breach it'll it, but what it, what auto insurance won't protect you from is the physical pain you're going to feel if you're in an auto accident like your cars I. E. the hit your brand takes in the example of data breach Boom. that's essentially what it is you know, it's like getting into a car accident and getting maybe injured as a result of the car accident <laughs> That's what a data breach is every time. It's you getting into a car accident and getting injured because it's gonna, you're going to take a hit on your, your brand, your, pers- your company brand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably a good analogy. It's like getting injured every time you get into a car accident. Yeah, yeah it's important to have. It's going to protect you from going big. It's going to mitigate mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the chance of you going bankrupt. It's going to help. I mean, listen, just telling people can be costly for companies. Just the notification piece yeah. can be costly and that helps cover some of that. So it's important to have it, but it's not like a cybersecurity tool in any way, shape or form. 
No, it's a no. business protect. It's a it's a cover your ass tool. It's a CYA tool, right? I mean, that's all it is. That's a good point right there. That's very much a, an administrator's way of saying, well, we, we're covered, right? We're not actually going to be proactive about saving it. I don't think any of our engineers here know that we have data breach insurance at times. Why would they? That's not, why, yeah, would, they? Well, why would they? Why would they? Their job is to make sure, <laughs> in fact, the, one could argue we don't, you don't want them to know because then they go, eh, we just got to <laughs> you know it's like now, have you ever left your house or have you ever left your windows unlocked and somebody says why are you leaving your windows down you go i got insurance you know it's like one of those things right why are you uh yeah. why are you disabling mfa we got insurance, we got insurance. I, mean, <laughs> I it's not that i would hide it from that's i'm, I'm being like uh, not relevant here. to the security it's job. just not relevant to what they do right i mean you know they, they probably know that we have it because they understand business and they've probably heard this before but um, yeah, it's just not part of their daily job. We have it just in case protection, just in case something a nefarious actor. Hell, it could be internal, by the way. Mo yeah. Most of these things, people are all focused on the external, right? Most yeah. of these things ha happen internally. A lot of these things, not most, a good portion of them happen internally by bad actors. So protects you a little bit against that too. Although I would tell you, you need to make sure you... Some fines, depending on what framework you have to order, are lessened, not just because you have, not because of your cyber security insurance policy, but by the things that you do to make sure that you never have to pay the deductible on your cyber insurance policy, right? Yeah. So insurance, cyber insurance isn't free, right? And in fact, it's clearly getting more Actually, expensive. I got a point on that. Actually, it's not only getting, it used to be 10 years ago when we got it, it was like a checkbox, almost free, not free, but typically almost right. free. Oh, would you like to protect data, you know, from <clears throat> now I've, um, I've read and I've talked to people who have said it's not only getting much more expensive, um, it's also harder to get and you have to prove <laughs> to insurance companies now that you're actually doing things to mitigate the need to exercise said insurance policy. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and what does that, what, what does that look like in terms of showing? Um, for example, uh, I mean, obviously, right. Hey, tenacity is one of these things, but not everybody has what we do. Uh, is it an audit? Is it a, a, a do I need to prove it before I they are willing to underwrite the policy? And to the expensive piece, it was just published yesterday. It's May 19th right now. Let's date the episode. Uh, yesterday, Wall Street Journal, another old fashioned thing to say, uh, was talking about how the price of cyber insurance is getting so big and so high, rather, that uh, medium and larger medium enterprise, let alone smaller businesses, just can't afford it. It's yeah. It's become a meaningful uh, expense on the income statement. It's like uh, like uh, they're going to come out with PL and PD. Do you remember PL and PD insurance? I don't know if that's something. Okay, well in Michigan it's a thing, and okay. it, like because insurance is a requirement in Michigan, but a lot of people cannot afford to have collision and comprehensive insurance. Oh. A, a la now people can't. Small businesses can't afford. Cybersecurity insurance. So what they did <laughs> is they said, okay, well, we'll let you buy 
insurance that doesn't include covering your car. It just includes covering whether you injure something, somebody basically. Right. Mm. And so it's much cheaper insurance. And so my guess is here's what the insurance industry is going to do. They're going to realize, oh, my gosh. Now all these small businesses can't afford it. So let's create a data breach light package, whatever that means. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just another way to create a, a tool. Right. That's all it is. It's another way to create a, an instrument for them to make money on. And so they'll have an enterprise or a larger company cybersecurity package, and they'll most likely develop a product that doesn't really <laughs> it maybe maybe it just covers notification. Maybe it covers revenue loss. Maybe it just covers. I don't know what I could cover, but yeah, it's going to be uh, it's, and it's, it's going to be increasingly harder to get. Ransomware is going to continue to rise, especially in this is the thing. The cybersecurity insurance actually benefits the smaller people more than anyone else. They're the ones that that don't have as many resources to make to ensure that they're doing all of the right things. Yeah, right. I mean, they're, yeah. they're you know. So I would say that it's they likely it's don't have the cash cushion to. Yeah, it's and so getting more expensive, right? This is a problem. Uh, difficult to buy. Because you you have to prove that you're able to do it, um, right? And then right for sounds... industry, right for an industry, a regime change in the insurance industry. Where can okay. you go just procure insurance? Uh, I had to I had to call and do this whole. It, it was completely this, antiquated. I thought they were going to bust old out fashioned shit in this. Episode. I thought they were going to bust out carbon <laughs> carbon copy paper is what I thought was going to happen, and I'm you know. You know Treat you with credit card, <laughs> right? So the, the, I keep the pink copy sort of thing is what I is basically what what it was. I actually have a really funny story about that. It wasn't too long ago, maybe fifteen, maybe 10, 15 years, ten years ago, maybe. My grandfather was still living at home. He had no printer. He had a computer, but he had no printer at this time. It may have been fifteen years ago. And I go up into his office. It was fifteen years ago. It's not that long. It was like the mid two thousands, right? And yeah. he's writing out stuff on carbon copy paper not because of like he's signing something because he actually needs a copy like he was i think people realize this car co carbon copy paper was used initially you would write shit out and you'd have a duplicate copy yeah yeah and so yeah. so i go grandpa they make like for a hundred bucks these like all-in-one printers you don't need to use carbon paper anymore he still had yeah. a box of carbon paper he was using to make duplicate copies of, of, of stuff. <laughs> so I bought him a printer the next day. There you go. I mean, but right now, right. The cyber insurance world is difficult to understand. It's difficult to buy. It's difficult to use. Like where there's in addition to being expensive, you need to have like the right thing triggered in your event and claims are being denied because insurance companies are here to make money. They're not here to pay out claims. That's just how it is. And the threats are only getting bigger. So, I mean, we're 11 minutes, 12 minutes into this. And I would say those are some big takeaways other than, of course, NBC head over to Tenacity for continuous monitoring. But uh, I mean, there's no question there, that you're going to you're going to reduce the likelihood of needing to exercise a policy with with a with making sure that you take care of the basics. <laughs> right. It's, the, like, it's just like auto insurance. Right. Have a driver with a license. Be on safe roads. Use your seatbelts, you know. Actually, like, we're we're autopilot in this scenario. So autopilot, Tesla's like autopilot Tesla is autopilot. eight. Te Tesla's autopilot 
I mean, the data is pr it's probably the same for the other manufacturers. Just Tesla has the data. Yeah. They actually have data and it's measured in billion, 10 dozens of billions of miles driven on, you know, on autopilot and then probably hundreds of billions driven without auto autopilot. And you are eight times less likely to get into an accident with autopilot on eight times <laughs> less likely. You are probably, we don't have the data, but I'm sure it's a similar thing. You're going to be a, you're going to be a factor less times likely of having a data breach if you have a security tool like Tenacity. Can't have it any better than that. I'm Steve. Autopilot for your cloud. <laughs> Somebody tell the marketing guy to get on that. <laughs> I'm yeah, Steve. Yeah, exactly. That's Jason. This was Hacker yeah. Man Bad. Really appreciate you coming to visit with us. Stay tuned. Subscribe for the next episode. We're out here every week. Thanks, everybody.